of Monday, August 25th, 2008, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is only Maya Strang. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is going to be a completely different kind of podcast. Um, Basically, we're recording it live on location from the Hillsong United Conference in Houston, Texas. Yep. Uh, it's been going on this past weekend, and it was basically a day and a half event of uh, worship and teaching, and the debut, I guess, uh, or sneak preview or premiere. Yeah, kind of all wrapped into one. Yeah, of the social justice slash worship live music worldwide film that they've been spending three years making called With Hearts as One. It's releasing in stores as a double DVD and CD, uh, I guess, September or early October. I think they said to say fall 2008. <laughs> well, they, yeah, it was supposed to be September 26th, and then it was like, maybe it's October 9th now. But anyway, the DVD's done, and we saw it, and it's absolutely stunning. It's um, two hours long and filmed on most most continents. Right. It was, it's great. I loved it. Yeah. It was unreal. And then, you know, it's not just worship. It's, you just have to see it. It's not just a live concert. It's just unbelievable. So coming up later in the podcast, what you're going to hear, uh, is I bootlegged a lot of the live worship. That's right. They try to stop us, (laughs) but I got permission from people more powerful than the ushers. Right. But the ushers did try to make you stop. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so I'm there with all this audio equipment recording it and stuff. Uh, so you'll hear some of that, and then um, I have a conversation with Joel Houston, who is um, the de facto frontman of Hillsong United, even though they have a bunch of different leaders. Right. Um, so there's a conversation with him. We uh, so we filmed or we recorded that on Sunday afternoon. Um, after we all, uh, it was probably about 15 of us, stayed up till four in the morning on Saturday night. To yes. watch the gold medal basketball game. Yes. The guys are huge basketball fans. Yes. Know probably more about the NBA, NBA players, salary cap, all of those things than most very serious American NBA fans. Yeah, for sure. Except my uh, schooled them on a couple of things. I did. I did impress, impress the guys. So, yeah. you know, I know my stuff. So uh, that's coming up later. Um, so we have before bef- we'll do this totally backwards. Before we get into that, I have a few updates. Uh, first and foremost is you heard the Libyans come get Adam last week on the podcast. They yes, they did. <laughs> well, they gave him back because what we didn't ask for him back. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam's not leaving the podcast. He is leaving the country. But he's he not is. leaving the podcast. 
We have technology. Yeah. Somebody on the uh, message boards where everybody was basically um, doing eulogies about Adam and just everybody <laughs> was like sorrowful and crying and you know it was just it was just the saddest thread ever somebody goes well i listen to a podcast that has a guy in texas and it has a guy in london and they use skype and it sounds like they're in the same room why don't you guys do that and i copied that post and forwarded it over to adam and said hmm and he goes i'm in so we we uh we're gonna use this thing called technology and Adam is going to be part of the <laughs> podcast every week from New Zealand. Now, he won't be in for the entire podcast, but he'll be in for the main sections like slices and stuff okay. like that. So should we maybe try and give Adam kind of like a to-do, like something he has to bring every week or his own segment? I don't know. His own segment. This week in Sheep News. Right. Yeah. The funny thing about that thread on the message boards is is people who didn't hear the podcast, but are podcast listeners, and they missed the announcement, and so they read it out of curiosity, like, what are they talking about about Adam, you know? Yeah. And so they're reading the first few pages, they hear the announcement, they're all bummed. Did it ruin, him, ruin it for them? Well, yeah. Well, no, they're saying, like, they're, they're bummed, like, they're literally, like, kind of, like, some people were saying they were tearing up, they were really, really sad. And then they click and they see me say, well, never mind, he's staying. And they're like, thank you for the shortest roller coaster ride, emotional roller coaster ride in my life. I really enjoyed that. Um, so Adam is staying, folks, uh, because of your in- ingenuity, because yeah. of your proactive problem solving skills, folks. I want to encourage that we reward problem solving. So maybe you can figure out a way to get Jesse and Kara back in here. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so that's good news, right? That's number yeah. one. Uh, number two is we want we we need we need to know who you are. Um, we do. Yeah, I, I have an email here from Josh Babyar, the newest addition to the relevant team. He's joining us as associate publisher, and he's trying to uh, basically update a lot of the things we're doing. He's going to bring some new ideas to the table. He's he's working on some stuff, and he wants to know what. Who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to, what you want to see. He has a lot of questions. I kind of feel like he's going to actually make our business run I like, a little more smoothly. I like Josh. Josh, Josh is coming to us from a, a very cool music and culture magazine based in Chicago called Stop Smiling. Yes. Very cool magazine. He was the executive publisher there for the last three years, three plus years, and he's joining our staff. Anyway... He and Betsy have worked up a survey uh, that they would love for you to participate in. It's located at relevantmagazine.com slash survey. And let's see, they are giving away a $100 Amex gift card. Yes, they are. I approved that gift. Oh, yeah? I did. So, uh, and the reason why, folks, we did a $100 Amex gift card is so our international listeners could also participate. Right. Right. Because you guys are valuable to us, and you got excluded from the Sydney drawing. So we thought, hey, we'll put you in the running for that $100 Amex (laughs) gift card. Next best thing. Right, exactly. Speaking of Sydney, we have this weekend when we were with the Hillsong United guys, we were able to select, choose the winners of the relevant in Hillsong United Escape Down Under contest that we've been talking about for so long. Over 34,000 entries and 29 winners. 
your odds are not very good. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you who the winners are. You can you can find all of the winners at relevantmagazine.com, and you can even see uh, uh, Joel and I taped, videotaped the opening of the grand prize envelope. You did. I handed it to him after I accepted all the bribe money. Right. <laughs> and I rigged it and handed him the rigged envelope. I didn't rig it. Um, I can tell you this. The winner is from the East Coast. Representing. The winner is also a female. Ooh. So if you're female on the East Coast, you might want to go over to relevantmagazine.com to see if you won the grand prize. Yeah, you know, just at some point today. If you're wondering, if you're, if you're late to this, the grand prize being that Integrity Music, Hillsong United's label, is flying the winner and a friend to Sydney, Australia for an all-expenses six-night, seven-day trip to attend the Encounterfest conference that Hillsong United puts on And they are going to be hooked up. We're yeah. talking to Chris. It's, yeah. Chris over at Integrity is telling us they have VIP treatment, seating, the whole nine, the entire week. Yeah. And they know how to do it right. So this is going to be an incredible opportunity. So, And if you didn't win the big one, there's a great second prize, uh, autographed guitar, a bunch of stuff. And then they give away a bunch of CDs too. So yes. go check out the full list over at relevantmagazine.com. Um, and last but not least, as a personal aside, I've had a very busy and stressful week. Kind of, yeah. The... Uh, uh, la- uh, the, right now, as you're listening to this, the Democratic National Convention is going on. And uh, what many of you didn't know is that um, I was invited to give uh, an invocation or a, a benediction at the DNC. And, I th- and I, when I accepted, I said, oh, sure, this would be a great bridge-building opportunity. want to c- continue a positive dialogue. We may disagree in several substantial issues, but there's enough areas of common ground and an agreement that it'd be good to have the younger Christian demographic represented. And so I accepted. They tell me a few days ago, well, I guess last week, that it was going to be opening night. Right. On the big stage. Uh-huh. Part of the broadcast. And that threw me for a loop because I really thought, uh, you know, I'm a nobody. I'd get a two o'clock workshop. On, I know who you on, are. Yeah, thank you. I, I really <laughs> thought I'd get a two o'clock workshop on Wednesday and uh, it'd be much, you know, it'd be nothing, right? Well, w- when the stakes were raised where it became opening night, it just gave me pause because... Um, because I have areas of agreement with both parties and areas of disagreement with both parties, I don't want to be seen as endorsing one over the other. I see common ground with both. I see areas of significant disagreement with both. Yes. And so I, and, and, and while our generation of Christians tends to agree about our, uh, convictions, you know, kind of moral conservatives want to protect life, not real thrilled with war. Uh, we, we care about other life issues like genocide and systemic poverty and preventable disease and others um, that there's, you know, there are agreements on those issues because of our moral conviction, because of our faith, but there's disagreements politically. And I just didn't feel it wise to show favoritism or pick a side. And so even though the DNC did not ask for a public endorsement and they knew that I wasn't a Democrat and they were fine with that. Um, you know, I, I thought the inference of people who saw me on that stage would, would think otherwise. So I 
I uh, raised that concern to them, and they understood and said, you know, that they would still really want somebody representing us there. And I thought, you know, seriously, that is awesome. Seriously, that that's fantastic. And I don't want our spot to be given to, you know, somebody else, right? Yeah. yeah. So I recommend, I called um, friend and best-selling author Don Miller and said, Don, since opportunity, what do you think? You called him Donnie, right? Donnie boy. <laughs> Donnie. And, uh, and he said, absolutely, I'm in. And so um, the DNC was thrilled. And yes. Don Miller today, the day that you're hearing this, Monday, um, we'll be giving the benediction uh, at the DNC tonight uh, in, in my place. And I think it's all for the best. It's better for the DNC. Don's famous. I'm not. Yes. And, um, and I get to continue positive dialogue with both campaigns in a more low-profile way. On Thursday, I'll be participating in a uh, panel at the DNC called Faith in the 08 Election. And, um, and and I'm looking forward to similar conversations with the RNC and with the McCain campaign. Yeah. I'm actually having a conference call with, Mc, um, with McCain specifically about faith issues this That's week. That's right. You're finally getting it. Finally talking to him. Right. They came back around. Yeah. So, you know, interesting. Well, when that little note, you know, a change of schedule hits the press corps, they all get interested. And so over the last few days, I've done interviews. Now, we've turned down like 90% of them, but the AP did a story on it, and um, and I was on CNN briefly on Friday, and it looks like I'll be, Monday morning I'll be on uh, Fox News and I think Kennedy and Combs at some point during the week. Um, just give you guys a heads up. Um, we're not in any way seeking publicity about this. They're just coming to us, and I, and I think that it is a good opportunity to promote the values that we stand for. And in no way is it an opportunity, or no way am I seeing it as an opportunity to promote relevant or promote us. I see it as an opportunity to promote the things that we believe in. Right. And so that's why we're talking to some press. Um, We didn't seek out any of them. They called us. I did write a blog about it. If you're, like, furious with me that I'm talking to Democrats, or if you think I'm a coward for pulling out, I would just implore you to read my own words and my own thinking on it. And um, if you go to Relevance website, uh, I wrote a blog called Why I Accepted and Then Declined an Invitation to Pray at the DNC. And um, there's a lot of very strong opinions posted underneath it. And, um, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I just want you guys to know that my heart was never to mislead the DNC. Uh, My heart is not also to endorse the DNC. Um, I really strongly feel that there's an opportunity right now to um, work through disagreements with both parties to talk about the things that we stand for and can challenge both parties to hear what matters to young Christians and that no matter who wins, that we have a place at the table, so to speak, and that that we can be bridge builders and that we can stand strong for what we believe in but do it in a respectful way that furthers positive dialogue and hopefully positive change. So Maya knows all this already. I have heard this story before. But uh, I, I figured... I actually was there uh, yeah. with all the phone calls and emails. And My life has been a little bit turned upside down. I never really thought that all this would kind of happen. But but thankfully, we've, we said this this past weekend, we were in a Hillsong conference with awesome praise and worship and was able to get away from all the craziness yeah get away from all that and get back in there and just be with god and you know 
Yeah, you know, God's timing is perfect, and he knew when the stuff would hit the fan. And we just happened to be at a worship conference, and, you know, I'm, I'm in there in an environment of worship, and on my phone, all these just hate-filled emails are coming in. And then I get to tune that out and just be in God's yeah. presence. And then step out, talk to CNN for a few minutes, come back in, be in God's presence. I mean, it was absolutely the best place for me to be over the last few days. Yeah. And I'm very, very thankful for that. So Hillsong guys, thanks. Um, the ministry that you guys had that week, this weekend did more than you realize. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us rambling. You're, yeah. you're about to experience... Uh, a very unique, one-time, probably one-time-only type of relevant podcast. So after the break, we'll come back and you'll hear what I heard and what we heard, the worship, and then a conversation with Joel Houston from Hillsong United. Stay tuned. listening to what made milwaukee famous the song is resistance street from the album what doesn't kill us i don't Makes know. us stronger <laughs> hey that's a good theme for our last weekend at the beginning of the podcast you heard de novo doll with the song shout and the album move every muscle make every sound okay one last announcement before we uh toss to hillsong Big news. Big news. What is it? This week on Wednesday, uh-huh. Relevant TV is back. What? <laughs> Relevant.tv, our 24-7 online streaming music channel, will be back from the dead. People will be happy about that. People sure. will be happy about it. It took a turn for the ugly. When it went away for a little while, people were kind of like, they're patient, they're waiting for it to come back. And then we started getting emails like, hey guys, when's it going to come back? Hey, you know, whatever. And then threads started popping on with the message boards. Then the threads on the message boards turned nasty. And uh, that happens. We thought, (laughs) you know what? We should probably just bring Relevant TV back now. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd probably be the easiest solution. <laughs> yeah, so uh, why not just make them happy? We we got some some of the team uh, working on it, and Relevant TV will be back on Wednesday. Make sure to tune in. You can find the player at relevantmagazine.com, obviously, or relevant.tv. And for the next you know next podcast and beyond, you'll hear. The new music added hey, each week to Relevant.tv. It's all coming back around. We don't have to just go through my iTunes randomly be and nice. play music for the podcast. It'll actually be the new music added to Relevant TV each week. So uh, thanks for caring, folks, and keep, <laughs> keeping us on our toes. Relevant TV is coming back. Yeah, we kind of need constant reminders sometimes, and that was one of them. <laughs> that was an area where your proactive problem solving... Well, no, you're just complaining, actually. You didn't right. really help us. You just You just complained. But it does show we read what our podcasters write because there's this, and now we're bringing Adam back through Skype. Well, that's true. I mean, we really do read every email sent in, and we have many staffers who, even though maybe not 
posting very com- frequently on the message boards, absolutely watch the Talk to Relevant and Podcast Fighter sections in the message boards. So. Yes. Your voices are heard. Okay. So, um, you know what? Let's just go ahead and cut into uh, some live some live worship music recorded by my handheld recorder. So, this is not an official cut or anything like that. Uh, but this is Hillsong United. Um, this is just a little bit of Hillsong United. And then you're going to hear my conversation with Joel Houston about their new film project and their whole social justice passion and focus called I Heart Revolution and what it looks like now and what it looks like uh, next year and beyond. They have some very, very cool stuff happening. So uh, here is Hillsong United and Joel Houston.
We saw the premiere of uh-huh. the live music or the live concert film. Tell, tell me about that. Like, how long did that take? What, how did that start? Uh, it kind of all started off really about three years ago. We were in um, Colombia and kind of was like, all right, hang on, we need to kind of document this. And, and so kind of had this idea birth and, you know, I suppose my spirit, but I wasn't really sure kind of how it was going to outplay, but just knew we needed to start kind of recording and, and documenting our journey. And um, so we just took a small little crew like started off with one one of the girls at church came along with a camera and kind of followed us around and all the guys around and, and then um and then basically we recorded for three years everywhere we went and um we went you know to africa and europe and yeah, south okay. america yeah. all over the place so that was kind of the vibe so how did um it turn into like a worship band is now kind of leading a social justice movement like what yeah. happened well, I don't. Since for me, it was confusing even turning into a worship band because that wasn't on the agenda or on the list of things that you know we wanted to do. It was just something that we found ourselves doing. And at the same time, I think in, in, in trying to work out what that was, what it means to be a worship band, I think um, it was possible to ignore the fact that there had to be uh, that it had to be it had to go beyond just these kind of these nights where we get together and worship with people. You know, there had to be um, the effect had to go beyond the walls of those those churches or those buildings wherever we got together so that's kind of I suppose where it was birthed out of that because I think we struggle with the concept of even just being a worship band um, like why? why? well I just I think because you know for us it was just a matter of you know when you grow up sometimes and you're trying to work out what you want to do with your life and and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing something and that's kind of our journey you know and we just grew up in a church and we all loved music and, and the deal with our church is it's kind of like you know whatever you whatever you're passionate about you know like bring it to the table and let's use it to kind of to honor God or to kind of help kind of reach out into our community however it looks and um, for us the thing that we loved was music loved writing songs same with the other guys and so we got together and we we um, we were just kind of trying to have as much fun with that as we could at church and as we grew up and God the next thing you know we kind of find ourselves traveling around the world and, and singing these songs that you know to be honest when we first wrote them it was kind of just for our for our young people, but um, but they've travelled, you know, and that's the amazing thing about creativity of songs or or whatever. And um, so we found ourselves travelling and then travelling more and more, and then it's kind of you stop and you realise, hang on, this is kind of what I'm doing with my life now. And and um, how did I get here? And and yeah, so that was kind of where that came from, and just and trying to work it out because you know, I, I can be honest, I mean, we were singing songs in church and, and singing with, to God in, in spirit and truth and all the rest of it, but at the same time trying to work out what it really means to worship and um, and I couldn't ignore the fact that when we travel to these places and you'd see all these people going crazy for God and being passionate and hungry and all the rest of it and then traveling to these places and looking out the windows of the, the buses or the, the planes or the cars or whichever we were going to these venues and seeing these streets and these cities and these towns and and, um, and, and seeing the contrast between the two and going hang on if what's happening inside these buildings isn't having effect on the streets that we travel down to get to these places then then maybe we're missing the point, you know. And so, my biggest fear is that um, what we would do would be a distraction from from what uh, what God's called us to do. And and um, and so that's why we're really placing emphasis on on iHeart and getting that message across that um, it's impossible for us to, to for these times where we get together and celebrate God and sing about Him. It's impossible for that to be real unless we're serious about getting out there and making a difference in our communities. So tell me, how, tell me about the process of making what we saw on Thursday. Yeah. Like, it was two hours. Yeah. Filmed. 
all over the world, and I've literally never seen anything like it. Like as as far as a live music experience, I've never seen anything like it. So, you know, I mean, how long did it take? What what did what was your involvement? I think if we could do it again, we'd like be like way smarter about how we kind of pulled it all together. Basically, it was kind of just let's film everything, yeah. and then let's just go through everything. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage and. And just logging that in itself was kind of, you know, somebody's full-time job. And we had a, a team of three people who were working on it, and just really amazing people. If I could just tell their story, their commitment and their selflessness and their tirelessness would be enough to inspire us all, I think. But, but you know, we, we, um, we just worked and basically just wanted to tell a story and where we kind of, you know, we can see what we're a part of globally, you know, because so often we get caught in our little box. I mean, I know here in America, I mean, a lot of, a lot of young people never... They never travel mm-hmm. their whole lives, you know. And, and uh, I mean, Australia, a lot of young people travel as soon as they finish school. They go away for two years and just kind of travel the world. And it's an inspiring thing, you know, when you understand um, where you fit in the scheme of the whole world. I think, you know, it, it, it definitely changes your perspective. And, and um, you know, so we wanted to, to document that. We wanted to document, yeah, these, the, the nights where we'd get together and, and play these, these shows or whatever, but we wanted to document that... Um, the people, the places, the, the stories behind some of these places and just just um, through the midst of it string I guess the message of Jesus and, and that's I think you know that's kind of that's the most important thing and, and um and you see how relevant the message of Jesus is to just the world in full, you know. And, mm-hmm. and um yeah so but it was it was a lot of work and we just kind of spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and it grew, you know, it was gonna be like eight songs and then it was twelve songs and it's yeah, two hours worth of kind of gear, and that's just that's just the first part. So. Yeah, and it's talked about talk about that. So you, there's a whole other thing coming, right? Yeah. So so we kind of broke the whole deal into three parts. With Hearts as One was the first, and we kind and of that's what we saw. Yeah, and okay. it's really about just like I was saying, just about us seeing that what we're part of as a body of Christ around okay. the world. You know, um, it's about the confession of our lips that we come together and we sing these praise songs to God, and it's a great thing. And um, and it's about showing that contrast between the two as I was saying between these places and these people in those places kind of who are hungry to serve God but um, so that's kind of part one and, and that's the first kind of film and then um, we're all in this together is part two um, and that's kind of like a documentary kind of feature length film type deal it's, it's, it's again it's about two hours long and it's it kind of is um, it kind of gets a bit more to the core of the issue and it's really about um, challenging the church kind of push past our religiosity or our you know focus on ourselves um, and as as humanity our focus on ourselves and how you know as long as humanity or the church or a, an individual is focused on placing value on themselves well then someone else somewhere someone somewhere else is going to be devalued and, and that's why we have this great imbalance in our world because because it's just emphasis on on placing significance on ourselves and and really it's about um, challenging that within the church um, and it's, it's about uh, challenging us as people and as the church to kind of look beyond our differences and just get about focusing on what we can agree on and, uh, and hopefully that's the message of Jesus and, and we believe the message of Jesus is that you know we would, um, we would, we would love our brothers and sisters and that we would uh, help those who are in need and help those who are hurting and broken so, so that's kind of what it's all about and it's um, you know it's, it's, it's not comfortable to watch and um, 
you know, we're trying to trying to work it out for ourselves, and we're, we're putting ourselves in the frame because we're, we're we're trying to work this out. You know, as twenty somethings, kind of trying to work out what this this whole life thing about, and what the Christian life is about, and um and what is is really important. And and you know, we're putting our hands up and going, okay, we haven't got it all worked out, but this is kind of what God's revealing to us. And so, you know, it's important. I think that um that it'd be really easy to just kind of to look forward to to all this great stuff that is there and and which is amazing but but at the same time if if uh, if we as people or as the church kind of just get distracted by even the task sometimes of just kind of pulling off church or you know it um we're missing the point completely and what do you say to people who like you know our generation has this passion to change the world to reach the hurting to you know, uh, tangibly kind of live live outwardly. Yeah. What do you say to the people who say, well, this is a fad or it's too focused on works and all that? Yeah, well, if it's if it's a fad for someone, it's a fad for someone. It's not a fad for us. It's not a... I don't think it's a fad in general. I think... I just think generationally, if you if you look at, um, at the world we live in, you know, be it because of technology, be it because of where we're at in our consumerism and our materialism you know the reaction to that is going to be um is going to be you know i think i think generation generationally what we do is we we want to kind of rage against the status quo a little bit and so so that's why there is a fat element to it and that's why i think there's an awakening you know in the church outside of the church wherever and be it towards environmentalism which is something i think the church needs to start addressing and or or anywhere this is this consciousness that is like you know we actually need to think a little bit beyond ourselves here, and um, if, if it's a fad, I mean, a fad is the yo-yo. This isn't a fad, and you can go back generations and look at times when God's moved, and you can look at great men of God who, who saw revival, whether it be William Booth or the Wesley Brothers, or whether it be you know William Wilberforce, and these guys. I mean, they were passionate about the very things that we're talking about right now. You know, and we're talking about a hundred years ago or more, and and um, and you can go right back through history and. and I mean, if, you, if you're serious about understanding uh, who Jesus was, I think it's impossible to ignore the fact that he, everything he did was about others. You know, everything he called us to do was about uh, raging against the religious kind of self-pious kind of form of, of faith and, and, uh, and reaching out to those who are hurting and broken. And, and so, you know, it, the world can see it as a fad, but for us, this is everything. This is our life, you know, and... Um, and and really it's up to the individual to decide whether it's something they were into for a few years before they moved on to something else or whether it was something they chose to, to take on as um as a lifestyle and as a lifetime kind of commitment to to being in the hands and feet of Jesus. Are you guys getting catching flack or getting criticized at all? Like uh, by Christians? For sure, you know, you, you anytime you kind of you stick your head head up or put your, you know, you you people can take a shot at you in Australia that's kind of <laughs> that's, that's our way of life you know people just like tearing each other down and <coughs> you know we've been we're, we're prepared for that you know and, and that's why I think it's important for us to kind of put out ourselves in the frame as well and and not present like we have all the, all the answers because we don't you know but we're just like just like everybody else trying to work it all out and this is kind of I can't shake the stirring in my spirit neither can our guys and you know for me, it's it's about the unseen. You know, it's about what happens when 
when the cameras aren't on and when, when people aren't, aren't looking at you. And, and that's, I mean, the message behind this thing too because we get real good at our charity and focusing on our charity and focusing on our good works. And, and you know, we're missing it completely because, because this is about loving without agenda. It's about loving without any kind of form of self or personal gain or, or anything else. And I think that's the real challenge, you know, like um, really challenging people to just do things in quiet and not, you know, blast around. It's about building orphanages and not worrying about having your plaque written on the front of them, you know. Like, right. I, I, you go to these places like Africa and you you see these orphanages and you see these big plaques and you're like, okay, that's really great. Like, I think it's, it's, it's good for people to be honoured for, for doing good works any time of the day, whatever. But, but how about we just not worry about it? How about we not worry about what banner we do our good works under other than the name of Jesus, you know? Right. So you mentioned three phases. The the concert is the first one. Yeah. The documentary is the second one. Yeah. What's the third one? It's uh it's I guess um the ongoing kind of online website uh, type deal. Um, When's that launch? Hopefully with the with the documentary. Okay. Yeah. So, so next it's, year. it's almost ready, but we just want to make sure it's ready before we launch it. You know. And yeah. I suppose the frustrating thing is we're not we don't want people waiting out there to kind of get involved until we launch this website you know and basically it's there to kind of um, connect the dots and just facilitate as best we can um, the church working together in this respect and you know for me I, I really found it hard to kind of get educated on some things like I'd hear about things or I'd read about things and I want to know more and why, why does this exist and, and where is it going on and how can I help and, and so um, thinking that way okay how can we do that so we want it to be a place where we make it simple, we break it down, kind of the core issues, and, and you can learn about different um, different needs and different things that are going on in the world that need to be addressed, and and, uh, and then we can point from there, if you're passionate about a certain cause, we point there to organisations that we've found, or people who are doing things that we think are reliable and trustworthy and good good soil to, to kind of get involved with, and, and, um, and at the same time, it's a place where we can connect and inspire one another. We want to tell stories of of individuals or churches or people who are doing what we think is really really great things in their local community and it's about us seeing that seeing what we're a part of and and acting locally and and being inspired to um to kind of just get about our own backyards and see that if we can kind of all do that together around the world well then we're actually making an effect because it's easy sometimes to think about the need on the other side of the world and walk straight past it in our own backyard and and so it's got to start in our own backyard first but then what we want to do is we want, we want to um basically set you know goals for the church not any denomination of the church it's not under the hillsong banner it's not you know we want to we want to just set goals for the church to kind of do some really great things together and uh, and and for it to just sit there under the under the name of jesus you know it's just something that the church is serious about so. that whole global and local thing i i heard you coined a term global right yeah. i like that yeah. Good. Well, everyone thought it was a spelling mistake. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm like, no, no, it's actually it's a, it's a new word. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. I like that because that's the thing is like we get so focused on the big the big causes, the big things on other continents yeah. that you kind of overlook things you can do tomorrow. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's you know, and we've talked about that for years in the church, you know, because all sorts of things. But it's it's the truth, you know, and and we got to serious about it it's the little things it's like stopping on your way home from somewhere and just just doing it's about engaging people you know in, in the cafe where you get your coffee in the morning it's about um, just being open as a person to other people regardless of 
how they look or what they wear or what they have or what they believe or you know it's just mm-hmm. it's just um, we can be really really ignorant and really arrogant as Christians and I think um, mm-hmm. I think we've got to kind of slap ourselves around the head a little bit and just kind of wake up to, to how Jesus lived and now we used to wear this what would Jesus do kind of mm-hmm. things for me that was always about like abstaining from any manner of sin you know and, right. and I was like well hang on what would Jesus do I'm looking at it now and it just applies to so much of how we live and how we act. I, it's almost too bad that that became so yeah. cheesy because uh, it's such a profound concept. For real, you know. And yeah. if it's if anything else, you know, if, if 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 it was just waking up to the fact that just just going, okay, is this about my agenda or is this about God's agenda? Is this about my will or is this about God's will in every circumstance? Right. Even the whole, you know, like Romans twelve, renewing our mind, you know, daily, and just thinking about. Um, about what that is like because for me that was always again okay, keeping my thoughts pure keeping my thoughts pure but that as a kid growing up in the church was about not doing this and not doing that and not doing this rather than actually just being about okay let's just remove myself from the picture here a little mm. bit and think about other people mm. one of the biggest things that surprised me about you guys <coughs> switching gears a little <coughs> is that you're all huge basketball fans. <laughs> so, you know, I want to know that we're about a month out from the season starting. Who's going to win the NBA championship this year? Um, well, I, you, the, the boys in our team would disagree with me greatly, but, you know, I'm a big LA Lakers fan. Oh, oh are you serious? And, um, and, well, my team was the Sonics. Okay. I was a you know, big time, like I said, Sean Kemp, Detlef Schramm. They were my heroes. I was all... I was, them and Gary Payton I was Sam Perkins I was all of them in my in my driveway growing up so I'll just alley-oop to myself Payton to, to camp and sometimes I'll throw Houston in there myself just kind of playing it so I was a big Sonics fan but their demise has led me to um uh, to yeah it's Oklahoma City yeah, now yeah that ain't happening it's ridiculous you know, I mean no all love to Oklahoma but <laughs> <laughs> oh, LA. in the U.S., I, I, when that happened, I was like, I was just ripping, ripping uh, Oklahoma City apart. I mean, you stole the team, you know. Yeah. And so we're getting angry emails from all these people in Oklahoma, like it's not our fault, you know. <laughs> what yeah. well, do you think the Magic have got a chance? No, not for yeah. the championship. I mean, they're good, top three, but top three in the East, but yeah. they're not great yet. Yeah, no, I like, I like the Lakers. Lakers I feel like they, they did pretty well last year. Yeah, they did. And now that you know, a whole season with Gasol. Yeah. That was just that was a travesty how they <laughs> stole the Gasol for nothing. But uh-huh. that's funny. Well, cool. Well, thanks for talking to no us. All right, man. Thank you. You're listening to Devachka. The song is Transliterator. The album is A Mad and Faithful Telling. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. This is where Adam would say some pithy comment. I'm so glad he's going to be back. Because <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot keep that you going. You can't roll with the pith. No. Adam's pithy, you're not. I, he says words and I just kind of giggle and I'm like, 
I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I'll let y'all know. You're the I'm, everyman. Right. I'm here to fill in the dead space with giggles. <laughs> I cannot come up with pithy hey, things. It's all the body of Christ, Maya. We, who, some of the hands, some yeah, of the feet, yeah. some of the giggles. So it's all good. <laughs> um, so, Devotchka, there you go. Um, I, I want to thank Joel. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to want to know where to find out more about you know what Hillsong United is doing the I Heart Revolution stuff yes um, it, you know it's a, like he talked about it's a work in progress the website's coming the, the documentary film is coming next year um, but to sign up for email updates and to get news and to just kind of join now get yeah. on the ground floor of this thing you can actually go to i-heart.org i-heart.org and uh that's where you can get info as things kind of keep evolving. Sounds good. If you haven't heard Hillsong United's albums, you really do need to pick them up. You know, a lot of our listeners don't listen to Christian music. You know, that's fine. They, you know, they just listen to music that they like. But when you're in the mood for music that connects your spirit to God and that yeah. kind of really, you know, really touches you in that deeper level. Um, you know, worship worship is a great place to go. Um, and, you know, there are artists out there like Jason Upton and Misty Edwards. And um, there's just there's a number of them. Yeah. Those are my personal favorites. Uh, yeah. But I but Hillsong United is doing some amazing stuff. If you have a chance to see them live, I know they're going to Indianapolis in a couple of days and they're up in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a, a, an event down in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, if you have a chance to see them live, you really need to. Because, yeah, the lights are amazing. You think you're at a... Coldplay concert, but that's not why you go. There's something so much more significant that happens. If you listen to the recordings, you know, the majority of the singing is coming from the crowd. I love that. I That really is when, and they do it quite often. They step back from the mics and just let the crowd sing it. It's just this, it is so beautiful. People crying out and singing out to God. It's, 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 the, it's the antithesis to a concert. I mean, because they're up there leading the crowd yeah. in passionate praise and worship. And they, they, they'll sing enough to get things going. And then they st- literally will just step away and play. And that's why you don't hear voices. You only hear the, the crowd singing right. for very long refrains. I mean, and it's so real and it's not conjured and it's so authentic. And that really is impactful. And if you have the chance to experience that live, you really need to. It's not everybody stands there and looks at the band on stage and, you know, at all. It is participatory and it is absolutely uh, connecting you to God. God's presence is there and it's it's a very significant time. So um, not to build up man and not to promote a band, but um, they have an awesome ministry that's happening. Right. God's really working through them and through their music. And, and you heard as Joel was talking, I mean, they they're just people. They don't see themselves as a worship band. They don't see, they're just on a journey and they're figuring out, you know, they have a heart of compassion. Um, they have a heart of worship and they're just trying to figure out the best ways to walk this thing out. And I, and I think that kind of vulnerability and is very refreshing because uh, that's kind of how we feel. I mean, you know, uh, even in the last week where we've gotten really criticized from people who have very strong opinions on both sides, it's like, well, I, you know, I, I respect those opinions. We're just trying to figure this thing out. And we're trying to stand before God and have a pure heart and say, you know, Lord, use me. <laughs> yeah, Lord, use us, you know. And, right. 
and uh, I get that vibe from Hillsong United. And I just I want when I come we come across so many people who are about self promotion and pride that when you come across somebody who's not that that is just in it because of the right reasons you like everything in me wants to scream from the mountaintop this this these people are doing it right pay attention these this is how it should be you know and i feel i honestly feel that way after being around the united guys for a couple years now i mean we've known them so yeah and they are really big basketball fans they are and that that always is a plus to me right it just (laughs) tells me about your heart your hearts connect (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. All right. Well, what we're going to do to close the podcast, this unusual podcast this week, is to uh, just play it out uh, with another uh, bootleg worship service. And That's how we do it here. <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling bootleg. And uh, remember to go over to Relevant to see the winners of the contest. Remember to go to relevantmagazine.com slash survey to tell us about you, what you like. We what, would like to give you money. What you want us to do. Yeah. What matters to you. That's the thing. It's not trapping your info it's we want to hear your voice and this is just a very good way to do it yeah it's really how we figure out how to craft our our everything that we do you know we want to meet your needs and stuff so yep all right with that we'll be signing off and we will leave you with some more live worship from hillsong united and we will see you next week we will
Jesus gave everything. Everything. We get so good at dwelling in the land of superlatives without really understanding what we're saying, what we're singing. With everything.
Relevance Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.